Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. Welcome back to another Closer Today clip where me, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co helps you get through the BS of infertility one inspirational clip at a time. Now today I have a very special clip. I have actually met Brian in person and he is larger than life. He is so amazing and he just happened to do a talk um, randomly and put it up on YouTube randomly and obviously when you meet someone and you love them you check out what they're doing and this clip was there and I loved it and it is just so true he's super raw and emotional with um, his journey in his own life and I feel like he's just so inspirational with the power of your decisions and the power of your thoughts. Now, once again, this clip has nothing to do with infertility, um, but I think it's really, really relatable. Um, he first starts talking about work and how a large portion of us are super unhappy with our work. And, uh, you know, I've had clients and I talk to a lot of women who actually work jobs that they hate, but they stay there because the money is good. And it's really hard to walk away when, from a job when you need the money during infertility, right? Like, especially if you are doing you know, IUIs or IVFs that you had to have to pay out of pocket for, or you work at a job that ins the insurance is good, so you stay for the insurance. But a lot of the times, you know, the impact of the stress is, you know, contributing to the infertility, to the root cause of the infertility. So my best advice is one quit. <laughs> But I know it's not that easy. So my second best advice is finding ways to manage that stress is the most important thing you can do during your journey. So you, if you have a job that you cannot leave, you know, either financially or your circumstance, whatever it is, you are going to have to work extra hard to find those resources find those new habits that are gonna get you through all the bs of staying in a job you don't love now after everything is said and done um, you might decide to quit that job and throw caution to the wind and believe that everything is going to work out and that will help you find more joy in the now i know i quit my job it was a, a pretty high stress job and i am definitely someone who when i work i work and i give it my all um, I was fortunate enough, the circumstances were right, that I could quit my job though and not feel the financial impact. So I know it's not a choice for everyone. Brian then goes into suicide and big deep depression. And I know for a lot of us, infertility can really, really put this huge black cloud over our sky. And 
he talks about decisions and how making certain decisions can really lead you to loving your life that you have now and how to find the joy in it. So without further ado, let's listen to Brian. Sixty-seven percent of Americans are either actively or passively disengaged at work. Work that takes up at minimum one-third of their life. One-third of their life is spent actively or passively disengaged. We're all Americans in here, so that means 60% of you are spending one-third of your life actively or passively disengaged. You may have checked off the boxes that mean success to everyone else. Great family. Your career's going well. You're respected. You may have done some great things. There may be accolades in your past, some trophies on the shelf. Maybe you're really good in sports. But something's not right. There's a hollowness that sits within. That hollowness begins to grow and you ask the question, what is this all about? What am I here for? Why am I doing this? That question begins to grow and all those accolades start to disappear. And instead of talking about the things that you've done, you start to think about the pieces of your life where you haven't succeeded. You begin to think about, I wish I was home more. I could have been a better husband. I could have been a better wife. I could have been a better son or father or mother. And that voice begins to grow. It goes from that negative to mean. And what is taking place is as you grab onto these thoughts, is you are creating neural pathways in your brain that will begin to dominate how you think. Those pathways start to take anything that's coming in that's positive and it reroutes it into the negative. Your, the words you say go from mean to vicious. Look at me. I look disgusting. My hair is terrible. No one likes a guy who's balding. Look at the lines. No one thinks I'm beautiful. Oh, the work. Yeah, I, I'm just part of a bigger machine. I don't know my place. Yeah, I did some good things, but there are so many bad things that I did that no one knows about. I'm a fraud. And those pathways get deeper and wider. 
and you begin to think of the unthinkable. My friends, the fourth leading cause of death for people aged 34 to 55, 34 to 55 is suicide. How do I know all this takes place? Because I've heard the names. Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, Don Cornelius, Robin Williams. All people who wore these tremendous masks of success and joy and they wouldn't let anyone else in. They were afraid of what other people would see. They lost their authenticity. They suppressed their dreams. They may have done great things on the outside, but they began to live disengaged. You could say, Brian, you're making some big jumps here. I'm not. Because there's countless others who can be added to that list. And my name was almost one of them. See, it was the summer of 2011. I had just led the turnaround of a school building, and we went from a struggling building that the culture was toxic to having this great team of individuals, and we turned it all around in three years. The student experience was off the charts. The adult experience was off the charts. It was all coming together, and I was the leader but I wore a mask every single day. I made other people laugh, made them feel supported, inspired. I taught them. I went to the mat for them. I did whatever it took to make sure they were successful. I did whatever it took to hide every part of me that was hurting. And I was so good at wearing this mask that no one else realized, not even my wife, my best friend, my wife, had no idea that I knew how. I knew the day of the week. I knew the time frame. My friends, there are people sitting next to you today who are there, but they don't want you to know it hurts too bad. It's tough to talk about. There's a stigma around that person is struggling with mental illness. But really, when you're in a depressive state, we're talking about these neural pathways that take place that are created from a moment of time where you grab onto a thought of how you are not enough. It took some time, it took some years, and it took some angels in my life to help change that pathway. And do you know what stopped me that day? You'll never believe this. I don't believe it, but it's true. I saw the moment past me leaving. I heard their screams. I saw the look on my children's faces and my wife as they found me. When I felt that, I made a decision that I couldn't do it. But instead, I would just exist. 
So maybe someone who's disengaged isn't on that path of suicidal ideation, but maybe they're on that path of total disengagement that they've decided they're no longer going to live. They're going to simply exist. My existence meant I would pack on some serious weight. I've always been a big dude. I've told people before, this body was not built for speed. <laughs> but on the contrary, this body was built for loving. <laughs> but I packed it on really quickly. I had actually been losing weight. See, there were some subtle signs out there. No matter how good I was with the mask, there were some subtle signs. But again, they're tough to pick up on. The only person who really knows is you. Have you let negative thoughts dominate your life, your thought processes? I could tell you there's a way out, and it starts with one word. But before we get to that word, you have to make a decision. There's so much power in a decision, it's unbelievable, but yet we suppress it. We don't want to give ourselves that much strength for some odd reason, that much control. But the power of a decision to one, that day, not do it, changed my trajectory. But number two, the decision to live. My friends, I am not here to talk with you today about whether or not you should choose not to die. I am here to talk to you today about, come on, make the choice to live. Make the choice to live. Because that's when it really gets going. That's when you become your most powerful self. That's when you step out of the ordinary into the extraordinary. When you are unashamedly you. That takes courage. It takes that decision to live. And it takes this one word. And that is literally the end of the YouTube clip. So go over to his YouTube channel. He's got four videos on there, but he has a beautiful website, which is brianleedy.com. And that YouTube clip is called uh, Awake and Rise, Create the Future Clip One. It's so he's such an amazing speaker. I'm super excited to watch what he is going to do. And he actually has a book out right now, which is called Awaken and Rise. So check that out. Um, once again, if you're loving the podcast, please leave us a rating and review. It would greatly help out other women just like you who are ready to take control of their fertility health. That's it for me today. You guys have a beautiful week and we will see you on Friday where we are figuring out unexplained infertility. Bye.